Hello, my name's Karen O'Connor, and you're listening to Isn't That Interesting? Hello and welcome. I'm here today with Tracy Taylor from CBF Clothing. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm actually great. I'm, I've got to say to everybody, because I always get lots of comments on the different backgrounds, this is my lounge of my new house. I'm not in my office because my daughter's got my office. So <laughs> you see cats wandering about. I'm the same in your place too, apparently. <laughs> now, you're the owner That's of right. BBF Clothing. I was like, right, I'm not going to read your bum because I just want to talk to you. So you started this whole clothing. I was really fascinated by your story that's on the website because you started all this clothing because you were on your own fitness thing and talk to me about it. I think with most people certainly with women I think that we're always on that journey to look better or feel better or whatever it might be and that's a constant been a constant journey in my life I've been I've gone from being overweight and being unhealthy to being super fit and super healthy and everything in between and yeah on my it was during my I always have these crazy ideas and one time I was with I had a PT and I said to my personal trainer oh oh, I turned up and she goes so how are we feeling today and I was like I can't be fucked but I'm here so what are we doing that is always the case because you you don't always feel like doing what you do but once you do you're so glad you did and it certainly sets you up for the rest of the day and she just commented oh you should put that on a t-shirt you say it so often and I thought that's not a bad idea so it snowballed from there and you mention it to friends and family and things and they go oh that's a silly idea that won't work that doesn't that doesn't make sense but I thought it's been in the back of my mind for years now and and then when we had the lockdown and I was looking for something to keep me occupied in those in the time when you're locked in your house I thought let's see what we can do and here we are it's manifested itself into something much greater and it really has resonated a message with other people in that you don't always feel like it and it's not always about being that ultimate athlete and that be super fit super healthy it's just more about looking after yourself and more about just self-care doing things for yourself and and just living your best life it's really interesting you say that and i like the whole ethos of the clothes because when you go to a gym it is very much appearance based (laughs) you are judged on how you look, what you're wearing, what size bum you've got, how big your thighs you've got, like all of it. You're just judged on it constantly. And I know... And it's the people that actually need to be there that look, that don't feel comfortable there. (laughs) And it puts you off. I was talking to a friend the other day and she said she started at the gym and she's not thin, but she's not got a gym body. But she's not, I'm going to, that sounds really judgmental. But she said she bought all of this, you know, one of those pairs of shorts that's got the squidgy bits up the back to make your bum look rounder and everything and the little crop top. She said, I couldn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) She said, I wore them once. And I felt like I was walking around with my hands in front of my bum going, don't look at my bum. She said, it's just all wrong for her. Yeah. And that's where we, that's where the clothing line comes in because you need to be, feel comfortable and you need to feel, if you are going to step into a gym where you don't feel like you belong or you feel a bit intimidated or you're worried that people, and 
to be honest, people aren't looking at you. They're too busy looking at themselves or looking or worried about what everyone else is looking at them. So it's just our own insecurities that are putting us off. But I get it because I've been doing the same. So it's just about being comfortable, but being your confident self and showing a bit of attitude as well, just to, to try and give you that bit more confidence to, to do fitness your own way. It doesn't have to be at the gym. It could be just going out for walks or dancing in your front room, whatever it might be, just something that will get your heart rate up and make you feel a bit better for the day. How much do you think, having gone through, talk to me, okay, let's give everybody a bit of background here because I've been stalking you and your website (laughs) and everything, so (laughs) I've kind of got a bit of context. But share about your own story with us. Tell me how you've come to end up where you are now. Yeah, like I said, my journey has been a constant battle of diets and exercise. I was pretty fit at school or as a teenager, I I got into martial arts and I got into rowing. So I was pretty fit then. And then once you have a family or, and you settle into motherhood and, and lots of other things, it tends to, before you know it, you realize that you put on a bit of weight. Or And I was getting to the stage where I was uncomfortable in my own body. I'd try all the usual fad diets. You name it, I've tried it. We've done the ketos and we've done the shakes and we've done all the other stuff. And yes, it works for a bit, but then that's not really a sustainable way to be. So of course the weight would go back on again. And then I found Zumba and I became, that became my new obsession. And I ended up becoming a personal trainer and a Zumba instructor. I was doing seven classes a week at one stage and the boot camp every morning and running and doing personal training sessions in the evening. And I was just exhausted. And so I was probably what, appearance-wise probably my healthiest self but mentally I was not fit at all I was certainly not healthy and it certainly wasn't a healthy way to exercise so I've gone from one extreme to the other and everywhere in between and I feel my most I would say I feel my happiest now I'm not certainly not necessarily physically fit in terms of what the diet culture and societal expectations are in terms of fitness but mentally I am much happier and I still exercise and do my own thing but I certainly feel much more myself and I do things my own way and I don't buy into those diet expectations or cultural expectations upon me I just like to just see how we go. How do you get around that? Because I know for myself, when I know I should be going to the gym and I should be doing this and I should be doing weights and I all the other stuff and then you know that other people are doing it and you just use it for your own guilt trip don't to beat yourself up how have you moved beyond that a lot of counseling in some ways I had my own coach for a while because I did feel like I was I wasn't living my own truth and I what I was telling everyone how they what they can do or what they should be doing but I wasn't doing that myself even with the CBF ethos of about being un- unapologetically authentic and being just and doing things your own way, I was saying it, but I wasn't actually doing that. And it took a lot of just challenging those expectations and challenging that. I don't have to go to the gym. There's other ways that you can exercise. There's other ways that you can do fitness. It's just about what works for you. Same with diet. You don't have to restrict yourself. You don't have to 
feel deprived of any particular favorite foods or anything like that. It's about balance, about balance. And if you enjoy a glass of wine every so every now and again, that's not it's okay. It, and if people if people are judging you on that, then that's that that's obviously their issues and their the things that have been expectations that have been set on them. It doesn't mean that you have to buy into those those rules. And yeah, so. I'm very much about making my own rules and as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else and as long as it's not completely illegal, then we've just got to live your life on your own terms. And I find that really worked for me. And as soon as I put started being more authentic to myself and being breaking those rules a little bit, I come from a corporate background. You've got a lot of rules there of how you should look, how you should present yourself, who you, you know, what you can say, what you can't say. But as soon as I was a bit more authentic, even in that space, that was when the things started to fit in. And certainly people respected and valued my opinion a lot more because they knew I was coming from the right place. That's really interesting. Why did other people get it, do you think? The authenticity, when you became authentic, why was it suddenly obvious? I think people, they're so used to that, or I think it feels more refreshing to them because they're not, because people are quite set on those expectations and what that, putting on that mask, you have to be the perfect mother. So you have to feed that, you have to feed your kids this and you can't give them chocolate on a, at five o'clock on a Friday or whatever it might be. Just, and I was like, no, it's okay to be a, crap mom or it's okay to be because I think we all have those days when we we just can't be bold can't be fucked and we just have to put some fish fingers in the oven and hope for the best it's and that's okay because we all do it we just don't admit it and as soon as you put that out there that and give people permission to be okay with not being perfect all the time I think that's when it starts to resonate and that's when they start to appreciate and let go themselves it's interesting because there is this I've stayed off Instagram for most of my social media life I'm on Instagram but I don't enjoy it because it just seems to be full of all this perfect life perfect face perfect body perfect whatever maybe that's just the people in my (laughs) social circle I don't know And I've always rebelled against that because it just makes me feel even more inadequate, more insecure, more bad, wrong and everything else that you can think. And then I find sometimes if I share, because I like to share what's going on for me and be perfectly honest about the fact that I, the thought that flashes through my mind is, oh my God, that bloke was a complete arsehole, wasn't he? And the anger that goes with it that I don't necessarily act on, but it, comes through my mind and that some of the feedback yeah. on that is really interesting some of the criticism oh you need to go and do yoga you should do more meditation you got anger management issues <laughs> you all get angry sometimes that's a normal response to something that doesn't that frustrates us or does oh that's perfectly okay to and I, that's something I encourage in my corporate life and is just to have a vent sometimes and just say, fuck it, I'm not doing that today. I'm going to, And be okay with that. And it certainly, I feel that is a more normal response than try, than swallowing it down and trying to pretend that things are perfect because they never are. There's always things that are going to happen. And, uh, and it's, one of the it's hardest... how you deal with that. It's... Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say one of the no, hardest you don't... places is in your body image isn't it is how you view yourself because you feel like you're on show all the time and everybody's looking at you 
and you know your stomach's larding over the top of your pants and you know your bum looks big in these trousers and your arms you really need to cover them up because there you've got back wings going on there we've all got all this stuff going on that we're constantly judging ourselves by especially on Instagram. And don't get me wrong I still do it I still and I, I consciously unfollowed the real high fitness stuff that fitspo that they call it and all that sort of stuff because it wasn't serving me and so I actively sought out body positive model and influences that that, that gave the right message to me about how to be more authentic and not to. And they love their own bodies, which in turn helps you appreciate and understand that and feel good about yourself. And the, the filters as well. I try and avoid filters as much as possible because, again, that helps perpetuate that, uh, that perception that we're not good enough as we are and when really we should be showing up everything, all the raw bits and all the bits that aren't it helps you relate to those people as well because people uh, let people are less likely to feel insecure if they know that there's someone else that out there that's having the same challenges yeah with, with your body oh, sorry my brain went off on a like about 10 Not different tangents then <laughs> so the question isn't going to come out because right. <laughs> i do want to focus on body image particularly as we get older because once we get past a certain stage and particularly when we've had kids and then perimenopause hits, the estrogen just goes out the window and everything starts heading towards the floor. And that kind of exacerbates everything, doesn't it? Because I suppose what I'm asking you is how are you dealing with that in what you're going through? And what advice have you got for everybody? Gosh, that's a hard thing to say. I think it is. I deliberately... I make a conscious effort not to buy into those things. So, for instance, I'll put my hair in pigtails just so that I feel a bit feel a bit silly a day, so that I or I'll or I wear a beanie that says CBF. So, I try not to buy into those ways of I should be what how I should look or how I should act. And it can it has to be conscious at first, and then it becomes and and it and you do sometimes it can mean that you have to step out of your comfort zone and feel a bit insecure and see that not everyone's looking at you and not everyone is noticing what you what you're feeling inside you you need to have that positive reinforcement before it becomes more natural and it before you feel more comfortable so it can be a really challenging thing to step into being more authentic and just being loving yourself for who you are but it is possible and it but it takes a lot of practice yeah, so I think that's all I do. And I do strongly think that it is perpetuated in the media and especially in films and stuff. You find that all the lead roles in movies and TV shows are all the younger type or they try and make the older people. They're, you're, you're not fit for purpose once you get to a certain age. And again, I'm trying to change that. That I actually wish I knew now what I knew in my 20s. I wish I had the same attitude because I think I would have, yeah, had a, there's a lot of things that I wish, and I try and instill in the younger pe younger people that come into contact with, because I I see those insecurities and I see those things that they're buying into the collagens and all the other things, and I'm just like, you're you're perfect the way you are, and I just hopefully the younger generation they are starting to be seen a lot more out there in terms of their ideas and their concepts and knowing and having that power in themselves, which 
I'm so grateful for that they are starting to, you know, it's starting to come through at a younger age because that's certainly something that I wish I'd had at the time. Yeah, me too. I remember I was talking to a dermatologist a while ago and I'm like, so many wrinkles. And she's, it's because you use your face. <laughs> if you didn't, if you were expressionless, you wouldn't have any wrinkles. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> yes, 100%. Yeah, but, it's, but we don't think of that, do we? We think, oh, shouldn't have the wrinkles, shouldn't have the frown lines, shouldn't have the, the smile lines. And But we should. That's That shows that we've lived a good life and we've lived a happy If we've got smile lines, that means we've had a happy life. It's, we need to be... <laughs> And we have stretch marks because we've had a great life and or we've had we've had babies or whatever it might be, that it should be something that should be celebrated, not seen as, as something to improve on. Yeah, that's really difficult as well, isn't it? If you've had kids and you've got that yeah. baby belly that never quite goes because the skin's been stretched so much, it's just not gonna disappear, thank you very much. Nobody warns you about that before you have kids. <laughs> No, because you see the film stars, no, they've no. all got the tummy tucks and all the bellies gone. Not yes. like that, ladies. Mm. And that, I think that uh, constant bombardment with surgical perfection and the, what do you call it, photoshopping is so damaging to our psyche and our examination. Yeah. yeah. I had a fight with a market marketing agency. <laughs> who I tried to put on a marketing agency for our campaign for CBF clothing. And I ended up having to cancel the contract with them because they just, they were trying to, they would, it wasn't overly Photoshop, but they literally just created, they'd put my t-shirt on somewhat on just a stock model. And I was like, you, you don't get it, do you? Because the whole idea is that I don't want to use Photoshop because I'm promoting being an authentic self. So using photographs that have been digitally altered, even if it is on a healthy looking, what you consider to be a healthy looking woman is not what we're about. So it's so ingrained in the norm that's that seems to be okay that but they just thought that was on they said to me oh we've done it we've done an, a, a poll with the people in here they seem to see that this photo is more will get more attention and more and would be more attractive to an audience than this photo and I was like but that's they're not my people then they're not the people that I want to be providing the clothing for that's not they're not my target audience the people that what they need to see people like me in the clothing to feel like that it's okay that this is the brand for them that they don't want to see skinny models like they see everywhere else they need to see something different so when you design your clothes do you design them yourself i do i design the tees and then the other clothing is just based on i'll come out with a concept with a particular manufacturer and then we'll try and I work with them to try and get that off the ground. So the leggings, which are hero piece, I guess you would say, are are a, a company that I worked with that they just, they were literally, I'd bought a pair as a sample and they were the most comfiest things I'd ever worn. And I literally wore them every day during lockdown. And I was running and walking. I did a, at one stage, I did a 45K walk. So they got some attention and they lasted a good 18 months, two years, just literally using them every day. 
and the, even after that, they'd start. They were starting to wear out in the crotch, but the logo was still perfect. So that's what I'm looking for in my brand, and those are the sort of things that we, we look for. But yeah, the t-shirt designs, the cheeky slogans, and the again gives you that permission to be uh, a bit fun, a bit cheeky, or just a bit rebellious, and to say, no, I can't today, or just that we want to do things on our own terms. So that those are the sort of attitudes that we've got on our t-shirts, and then we just use stock t-shirts, but we make them to order so that they so that we don't have excess stock that tends to go into a landfill. Just going back to what you said before, the excess stock bit I think the important thing in what you're doing and what you're saying and it was only just occurring to me as you were talking everything else in the fitness industry is about competition and comparing compare yourself to this perfect model over here (laughs) with the no bum and the skinny legs and the eight pack abs and just do it go harder be faster go stronger yeah Strong is the new skinny, right? Yeah, that's right. And it's all about comparison, (laughs) isn't it? It's all about comparison. And it's great that you're going the opposite way and going, don't compare yourself. And that allows that buffer, doesn't it, I think? Is that what you're aiming for? Yeah, I just want to give people permission to be however they whatever they want and whoever they want to be. And if that doesn't fit in with what society says we have to look like, then so be it. If you want to go out and wear your t- if you want to wear your t-shirt backwards, go for it. No, I'm I'm not going to judge. If you want to wear a man's t-shirt or a man's shirt, then that's fine. You do the re- the reason we say it's a man's is just for marketing purposes. Not clothes don't have gender; they just have they're just pieces of clothing. It's we're the ones that put those expectations on those things. So actually, really, the fact that you do take the competition out of it that's actually really important because. If I think about Instagram, for example, from that perspective, and not just Instagram as a whole, but all the influencers on Instagram, is generally about, are you as good as me? You do this and you can be as good as me. Do this and you can be as thin as me, as fast as me, look as good as me, be as great a parent as me. Yeah. Whereas you're going, I'm over here doing my thing. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. Just and. I still love doing Zumba or dancing and sometimes I'll do weights when I feel like it, sometimes I don't. So, or, but most of the time just me walking the dog is enough. I'm still keeping healthy but just in my own way and I don't, I don't tell you that you have to go to the gym or you have to do this or you have to do that. You just have to look after yourself what, and whatever that means for you is fine. And I'm more about the mental side, mental health side of it than it is for because the more you try and set those expectations on yourself, the more uh, the more insecure and the harder it is and to uh, for your mental health. So I think whatever it looks like for you is enough, and that's okay. And it, but it is difficult to come to that, isn't it? To go, oh, this is what works for yes. me, and be okay with it. That's the hard part. 100%. I said it only took me twenty years. <laughs> Yeah, I do have to thank my my life coach for certainly for challenging those expectations that I set on myself because you don't even know they're there. It's almost as if you don't know they're there until you someone says to you, "Why do you think that?" No, 
and you have to say actually yeah you're right why why do i think that and then that's when you start digging into do you know do i have to is it okay if i is it okay if i stay in bed till tall yes it is if you're tired if you want to have a day that is okay why do you think it's not and challenging that thought pattern and just think it is if you want to ever want to challenge try and do absolutely nothing for one day and you'll be able to see in your mind how high it is because your mind's going should be doing the washing or i should be going out for a walk or i should be doing this and that's where you start seeing all those external expectations coming through and just trying to fight through those and go no i'm doing nothing today but that's a really fun challenge to try and see how long you last <laughs> i can do it now <laughs> It is so difficult, isn't it? Because I've looked at a similar sort of thing. Sorry, because <coughs> I've done a fair bit of personal development. And one of my things, one of my stories is that if you're not busy doing something, you're a waste of space. <laughs> so I am like that energizer bunny that you don't like. I bounce around everywhere because <laughs> being young, that was what I believed. I have to be doing something to yeah, prove exactly. that I'm worthy of being here. And hustle culture is big at the moment. You've got people saying you have to get up at five o'clock and go to the gym before you do a day's work and you have to do this and work hard, play hard and all that sort of stuff. You don't. You just have to do life your own way. You don't have to be up to go the whole time. You don't have to hustle. For every, for every entrepreneur or millionaire that did the 5am hustle there'll be another one that that didn't you know so it, you can still get there your own way you don't have to do it to, to how everyone else has done it yeah and it and that's where it's difficult to draw the line isn't it because it's it's worked for them what's going to work for me so you've got mm. to try things on until you go that didn't work that didn't work i felt better when i did that so i'm going to add a bit of this but you've got to go through yeah a lot of that like with all the diets for example all and it's just it, coming to terms with i know when i eat that i feel rubbish i know when i eat that my belly explodes and it's just coming to terms yeah. with all of that isn't it yeah it's just one big experiment experiment and you've just got to try on new things like in the clothing store you got to try on new things and see what feels good <laughs> yeah <I> was, <laughs> Yeah. And also what you think might be best for you might not be actually what's best for you until you try something that you hadn't even considered looking at. It's yeah, really, but it, definitely. But, I'm a big believer in the new experiences. Yeah. And new and trying new things because you never know what's going to fit. So what is it that, what, that you've tried that you really didn't expect to make a difference, but did, or you didn't expect to like? I do, I do still like running. And I, if you'd have asked me when, before I did go running, I would have said, no, the only time you catch me running is if someone's chasing me. But I actually find that really good from a mental health perspective, because it really, again, it's about challenging that and pushing when your mind's screaming at you that you can't do it, to be able to just push through that and say, no, I just, and setting that goal early and then pushing through to that next stage is such a great feeling afterwards it sucks while you're in the moment but once you get through it and you've achieved it it, it's, it really does set you up for the rest of the day 
Yeah, it's interesting, but it's that bit that's the hard bit, isn't it? When you haven't been doing Absolutely. any kind of exercise for a while, the last thing you want to do is start because you feel crap, you think that you look crap, all the other stuff going on, and that's the big barrier to it, isn't it? Yeah, even just trying different things as well. Like sometimes I enjoy I find it more productive or better for me when I do run in the morning. I really, if I try and do it in the afternoon, it, it doesn't work as well for me. I find it harder to push through and to try and challenge myself in at different times of the day. But it's about trying it different different ways and different times, different places to see what works. And yeah, and just trying to create that new habit. It, and even, but if, if it is something that you really want to try, but you're struggling just to get out of bed, then it's about those small steps. So even if it's the first day you just get up, put your clothes on and then go back to bed, that's still a step forward. <laughs> so, and then the next day you can maybe try and step out of the house before you go back to bed. And just trying small increments like that is enough. And eventually, if it feels good and if, if after a couple of weeks it still sucks, then it's obviously not for you trying something else. Yeah, and the time of day thing is interesting, isn't it? Because my the time that I work best is actually in the afternoon. Morning training just kills mm. me. It just does not work for me. So I've figured out that, okay, it's afternoon training that works for me. But it's different for everybody. And it's that getting up. Is, I, yeah. I do know somebody used to go, no, you've got to get out of bed. 5.30, you're at the gym at 5.30. You've got to do this, that. Work out for an hour and a half. You have your show. You come home and you get on with your day. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm exhausted. Yeah, so my theory is I do it in the morning before my brain realises what I'm doing and talks me out of it. So that's my theory. But and then I find that doing more mental challenges, so if I have to work, then I find I work better in the afternoon. I seem to be able to focus better. So that's why I keep my... But again, like you said, everyone's different. There's people that are morning people that would prefer to get it up, to do their work and get that out of the way and use that afternoon or evening to de-stress and relax mm. it's just about trying different ways and trying different things and seeing what works and what you enjoy mostly because if you don't enjoy it you're not going to do it in your opinion what's the best what is the difference between how you feel about yourself now and how you felt about yourself I don't know how long ago 10-15 years ago when before you started becoming kinder to yourself and being more authentic to yourself what's the What's the biggest difference and what's made the most difference and why does it make a difference? How do you feel about yourself? Yeah, I feel like I've taken, I have taken a lot of the chains off. I felt, I realised through a lot of, again, through the coaching, I guess you could say is probably what works, but just, again, trying different things. But I realised that I have quite a rebellious nature or a kind of a, that has been for me is be is doing things differently and trying new things is what works for me and yeah just the, that experimental method just trying to learn about what yeah about what I enjoy and what I don't and when and trying to record when reflect on when what was I doing on the days that I felt good or I felt confident and when I don't feel confident what makes me feel better or yeah so I think before that, I was very much doing, it was very much about this person says I should be doing this. This is how it has to happen. 
and it you be and it all comes from other people's ideas of what of how you should be and what you should do yeah it's not just one thing and I'd love to it, I wish there was a light bulb moment but there isn't it's just it really is a slow progress and then before you know it you like why did I accept that? Why did I think that was okay to do? Because it's because abs- it absolutely does, didn't have to be that way. But it, yeah, it's a slow work in progress. It's certainly not a one. There isn't a magic fix, I'm afraid. As with anything in life, there's no magic fixes. Do you journal a lot in reflection? Is that how you do it? You do some journaling? On and off. I do like to do a, an evening reflection just on what went well. And I do strongly believe in the in the being grateful for things and or at least just reflecting on what's worked well that day because I think that does set you it certainly creates a more positive or it, it makes you feel more accomplished instead of always beating yourself if you decide you're going to have a bad day you generally have a bad day so if you flip that if you generally say I'm going to have a good day today or this is what worked yesterday and this is and, and just set myself one small thing to do for the next day and really has to be something that is definitely going to happen so that you've got that sense of accomplishment and sense of achievement, then it makes for a good day moving forward. Yeah, I try to do it at night, it, only a couple of minutes just to reflect on what went well today, what, what happened, what great conversations did I have or who did I spend time with today that was really good and just the things like that that Fill your cup up, ready for ready for the next day. And I'm going to start wrapping up in a minute. I'm just noticing in your background, you've got a "We Love Our Community" sign. So you have a CBF community, do you? Oh, we've, you've got to have the socials these days, haven't you? Otherwise, you just you don't exist in, in terms of business wise. That's the only thing I hate about business is you have to be on socials. So yes, I've got Instagram. We've got Facebook. We're on Twitter, we're on Pinterest as well. So you can even create your own outfit through the Pinterest boards. So yes, we're all over the place, CBF clothing. I think Instagram, I think someone stole my CBF clothing. So it's CBF clothing underscore brand, but yeah, we're there. Wow. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Is there anything we haven't covered that you really wanted to? No, I don't think so. Just, um, but yeah, I do. Ha- there's a few articles on the blog for the web page that if you're interested in finding out a bit more about what's got, you know, about the CBF attitude. And yeah, I'm always up for looking for ambassadors if you want to, if you want to help support the CBF brand and, and show people that you're CBF. We have an ambassador program, which you're more than welcome to come and join and get discounts and commission codes. But other than that, no, all good. Just be your true, authentic self and live your life on your own terms. It's, I think it's great. Like I said at the start, I was stalking you on, on your webpage and looking at it. And <laughs> I just like the whole attitude because it is just about, I've worked with people who their whole walk is just be yourself. And it's, Completely not. It's about fitting in, looking that way. And if you don't fit in, they'll gaslight you. Like, it's really bad. Yeah. But yours really is really, yeah, who, honestly, 99.5% of us really can't be asked when we get to the gym. We just, it's like, it's a nuisance. No. 
we yes, all stand out in the beginning of the class. And just with all the little fights about should your, I don't know, should the buttons on your doona be facing the feet or facing the head? Who cares? Just whatever. If you can't put, be bothered putting the cover on this week, it's okay. doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not going to hurt. <laughs> Nobody's going to die. The world's not going to stop turning. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. If you want gonna... breakfast for, for, for lunch, that's all right, too. Hello. You can eat cornflakes for dinner. It's okay. <laughs> and it's bizarre, isn't it, that we <laughs> we are so, like when we look at life sometimes, we're so strictured in what we can and can't do. We have to do this, then, that, then. We have to look a certain way, be a certain, dress a certain way. Have you looked at old lady clothes shops? Dear God, when you get to 50, oh, there's no. a certain way you're supposed to look. Can't do it. Exactly. <laughs> How dare you show your ankles? How dare you? Yeah, never mind your <laughs> knees. Good God. I know. And, and if you even, yeah, and if you even try and put your knives and forks in another drawer except for the top drawer, then oh, you're extradited. Who cares, man? Whereas my most viral video was one where I just literally I was taking the dog for a walk and I had my phone up here, and it was all one take. And I didn't have makeup on. I was in the. I was just in my normal clothes and, and taking the dog for a walk. There was ums and ahs everywhere and slipping up on my words. But that's that to me is what being authentic is is yeah. is being unfiltered, unapologetic, and just getting yourself out there. And that's why I like these kind of podcasts because if I had a script and I'd sent you the script beforehand. You wouldn't be being authentic. It would just be you reading. No. <laughs> written answers. I probably, it wouldn't have been a great conversation because I would have, and I would probably be more nervous as well because I was like, oh, I have to make sure I say this and that. No, I'm not that sort of person. I'm happy to just have a chat and see what comes. So with me bitching about stuff and my daughter <laughs> crawling across the background. <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm sure that'd be more, much more entertaining than any crap that I've got to say. <laughs> it is more authentic, but it just gives it just gives everybody permission to be okay with who they are. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. That's yeah. definitely what it's about. Hundred percent. Yeah, and I, when I was having yeah. a rough one about ten years ago, the only thing that got me through was I read somewhere that. The universe only made one of you so it can look at itself from your viewpoint and your, it made you perfectly. And that kind of made me start to be able to accept things about myself. Yeah. We all go through all the stuff. Never mind yeah. physical, just personality and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> everything. That my mouth comes out with sometimes that I go. Uh, that's, often, that, that's often something that I go, oh, did I say that out loud? Sorry. <laughs> I know. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Anyway, before we wrap up, 
all of the links to the website are on the web page that go with the podcast, but you share them anyway for now, Tracy. Tell us where we can get in touch with you. So the website is cbfclothing.com.au. The Facebook page is CBF Clothing and Instagram is CBF Clothing underscore brand. I think all the others. Oh, I'm on TikTok as well, but I haven't posted on there for ages. So just you can check out my really awkward lip syncs from when I was in lockdown. <laughs> to do that. Maybe we should do a TikTok video where we're lip syncing and dancing really badly together. <laughs> 100%. That would be so much fun. <laughs> Actually, I'm so happy to do that. That was during lockdown when I had lots of time. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, mm -hmm. it's, I know. TikTok videos take so long. I'll get my daughter to do them, but even she doesn't like doing them. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on. It's been a lot of fun and you've been really helpful. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and don't forget to rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you're leaving with some thought-provoking information that can make a difference in your life. See you next time.